Luke chapter 1, the angel of the Lord has appeared to Mary, and in verse 38, Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word, and the angel departed from her. I want to talk just for a few moments before our Christmas party about the power of saying yes to God. The power of saying yes to God. Let's pray. God help in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Everyone say yes. yes. All the little girls say yes. yes. All the boys say yes. yes. How do you say yes in Spanish? Oui. How do you say yes in Creole? Oui. Correct. How do you say yes in French? If you speak any other language, let me hear you say the word yes. yes. Excellent. I want to talk and think about the power of saying yes. Because when you say the word yes, on the other side of your yes is an implication that you may or may not have been aware of. This past week, someone came and brought me what are they called, the round peanut butter ball? They're chocolate on the outside, peanut butter in the middle. It's not Reese's, it's like the homemade one. What do you call them when they're homemade? Buckeyes, all right? I don't, we don't like the Buckeyes, but you know what I'm saying. You got the Buckeyes. And there was a message that came to my mind, and the message was like, just go ahead and open the bag. And it's, it was the middle of the afternoon. I'm like, man, I shouldn't. But I heeded that message. I said yes to that message. And then the next thing you know, the entire bag was gone. Because on the other side of your yes, there are implications and consequences. I remember I, I asked Ruth Rivera to go on a date with me, and she said yes. And on the other side of her yes was an altar where we said yes and I do, and we got married. I remember when she asked me one time, would you like to kiss? And I said yes. And on the other side of that kiss, there are now eight children. And so every yes has implications. The yeses that we have are often undetected because sometimes we don't say an outright no. We just fail to say yes. Mary says to the angel who says, you are going to bear the Lord's child. The virgin is going to bring forth a child. And Mary says yes. And with Mary's yes, there were great implications because on the other side of Mary's yes... There were realities. Now, the truth of the matter is if Mary says yes to God, on the other side, when she's looking at her situation, on the other side of this, there are going to be very true things that are going to happen to her. Her body is going to be overtaken for nine months. She's going to have pain. Her dream wedding is out the window. That She's going to be a refugee in another country. There's going to be a lot of implications on the other side of her yes. But this is the entire sermon today that I need you to understand. On the other side of her yes was life. Everyone say life. On the other side of her yes was life in Jesus. Now, what I want to point out to you is that when we come here to verse 26, going back just a few verses, it says there was an, in the sixth month an angel named Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph in the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Now, we're not a Catholic church, and sometimes perhaps Catholic denominations might make 
um, too much of Mary. May I submit to you that a lot of us Protestants probably make too little of Mary. There's something special about Mary that God says to her, oh, favored one, the Lord is with you. In fact, I want to say to some of you to understand that every time angels would show up in the Bible, people would freak out and get scared. If you saw an angel, it'd be somewhat alarming. And yet what they said, what he says is, do not be afraid, be afraid because you are favored by God. The Lord is with you. And what Eve in the Garden of Eden got wrong when she said no to God's plan and yes to the enemy's plan, what Eve got wrong, Mary got right when she said yes. Mary says yes to God, and the rest of us get the favor of that. In verse 29, it says that she didn't know what, she was kind of troubled. She was trying to discern this, and the angel said, don't be afraid because you found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you'll call his name Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. Now, it's interesting to me because the first person that hears the name above all names, the first person that begins appearing, the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was Mary, was a woman. I just, I want to point out to all of us, there, just real quick, there's something about the, the way that God has made humans. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. The first person to hear the name of Jesus was a woman. The first person to hear the gospel was a woman. When Jesus rose from the dead, the first person to hear the resurrection of Jesus and preach that message was another Mary that went out and preached that. So I just want to say to a lot of the women in here, do you understand that your capacity to sustain and, and to bring life, even in your very body, that is part of the image of God that you bear that no man can even understand. In the image of God, he created them. And she... She brings Jesus, and I just want to point out, when Jesus came, in fact, I might need some volunteers. We got kids in the house today. When Jesus came, he came, and his message was, come follow me. Could I get a kid that'd be willing to follow me? Would you be willing to follow me? Are you, are you guys, okay, I want you to imagine, any kids that want to follow, you're welcome to get out of your seat and come follow along. Can you imagine when Jesus was walking, and he said, hey, come follow me. Hey, just come, yeah, go ahead and get in line and come follow me. Yeah, there we go. Come follow me. And Jesus would go, and he started preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and he's like, why don't you come and follow me wherever you, hey, we're going this way. You want to come with us? Here we go. Yeah, there we go. He'd say, come and follow me, and I think the camera's trying to follow me here, and, and let's see what happens. Oh, let's keep going. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. And then we start moving just a little bit faster. We went this way. Oh, oh, yeah, there it is. There it is. All right, I hope this is okay. Whoever's in charge, is this all good? All right, yeah, wait, we're going to come and get you. Here we go. Yeah, you come with us. Yeah, you're coming with me. Come on, here you go. Come on, you come with me. There we go. We're coming this way. There we go. We went this way. Is this okay? Is this okay we do this? Okay, so Jesus says, come and follow me. Yeah, there we go. Are we, can we get, I want to, can we step on some chairs? Could we all, can we all step? And then they said, we're going to come. I want you to come and follow me wherever we, when I was a kid, they never let me do this. I figured we're just going to do it. Get your phone there. All right, there it is. Okay. Byron's going to be upset, but it's okay. Byron will forgive me. And Jesus says, come and follow me, kids, you got to move a little faster, because he finally took them up to a mountain where he gave them a, a sermon up on a mountain. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Who is this with me? Who is this that's holding on me? What's your name, ma'am? Anaya. Okay. Anaya. All right. Let's see if this. Oh, that's my daughter. Okay. And he finally came and brought all these guys. Oh, that was tiring. Come on, kids. Come on. Well, we need... Oh, man. Whoa, look at all the kids. Is anyone glad to see kids in the house today? When Jesus started preaching, he would tell the kids, big kids and little kids, and listen to me carefully, kids, if you follow Jesus, it is not going to be easy. Everyone's not going to like it. It's not always going to make a lot of sense. But when you follow Jesus, it always leads to life. 
Do you guys understand that? He said, if you will seek my kingdom and you'll seek me, all the things that you need are going to be added unto you. And so children, all the, all the big children, all the little children, if you follow Jesus, there's going to be life. Everyone say life. life. Everyone say vida. vida. Can we give it up for these kids? And kids, let's go out this way. There we go. Very good. Cool. All right. Oh, yes. There's something about the name of Jesus. So Mary hears the name of Jesus because I'm like, why would Mary say yes? Your body's going to get taken from you. You're, you're going to have a scarlet letter on, on every garment you go into. Your child's going to be scorned and mocked, and she's going to live a life that's going to be hard. But every time you say yes to God, on the other side of that yes, there's life. Everyone say life. There's life. So I'm on a missions board this week. I was going through one of the stories of one of the mission, a missionary that was, that was over in a, a country where it's not legal to be a Christian, okay? And there was a group of... There was a group of Muslims that were, these were all Muslim background believers that were about to get, they were, they were actually about to get baptized. And so this missionary was there. There was 15 people that were getting baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. All 15 had had dreams where Jesus showed up to them and they said, who are you? And he said, I am Jesus, follow me. All 15. So they were going to get baptized, and they, they'd given their lives to the Lord, and now they're being baptized, and it was a precious thing and all that. And so they had asked the missionary, would you come and help baptize these? And he's like, whoa, isn't that dangerous? And they said, yes, it is, but they know the cost, and they were given their testimonies, and their testimony was, even if this costs us our life, we want to we follow Jesus Christ. And I want to get it super clear. The, the Muslims in this area, these, these were peaceful, loving, kind, good, precious Muslims, all right? So these were just very precious people that were coming to find out that God loves them and adores them. And so they're getting baptized. So they went into this place, and it was like the, the doors were locked, but they had an outdoor kind of air, open area, and they brought a little pool out there, and they got baptized. They baptized all 15 of them, and there was people in the terraces in the, room, in, the, in the rooms, the areas around them in this neighborhood, and they were kind of watching them as they gave their testimony that Jesus appeared to us, and that he died for us, and he loves us. And they kept on saying the name of Jesus, and the hearts of people in the neighborhood were being, I mean, just like really pricked in the heart. They were like, what is going on here? Well, after they'd baptized everyone, they got a knock at the door. And when they got this knock at the door, there was one of the leaders in the community was there with his, his son. And he came up and they said, what, do you, what would you like? And, and he, uh, they were just trying to kind of play it cool. And he said, well, I would like to come in. I want to hear all about Jesus, like the people that were just talking. And they said, well, uh, okay. And so they, they told him the message. And at the end of the message, the message of Jesus, the good news that, that there's a God in heaven who loves us, that will restore us, that will forgive us when we surrender our lives to him. And they said, we know that something's missing in our life, and, and we would like to accept Jesus. And they said, what do I need to do? They said, well, just say yes. Confess Jesus as Lord. Make him your king. Make him your Lord. Turn to him. And so the, the, the father and the son, they did this. And then they said, we would like to get baptized as well. To which they said, no, no, no. You need to think about that for a while because this could cost you too much. And he looked and he said, I will not leave until you baptize me because I'm saying yes to Jesus. And right then, in that place, the missionary went and put his swimming trunks back on, went into this water, and in the name that's above all names, they baptized this man and his son. And as soon as they came up out of the water, because they were somewhat of a known commodity in that neighborhood, all 100 to 150 of these believers in this place, in this underground church, they started spontaneously dancing, jumping, singing for the next two hours. They had the whole thing on video, on, on someone's camera. They had this thing on there, and as these people celebrated, I just need you to understand something. 
There is power in the name of Jesus. Hey, boys and girls, if you wake up in the middle of the night and you had a bad dream and you can't go back to sleep and you don't know what to do, there is a name that you can speak that has power to bring you peace in your room. And guess what that name is? Jesus. Hey, boys and girls, if your mom ever comes home and she's scared because the doctor gave her a doctor's report that says something really bad and you saw your mom crying because she's really, 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 really worried, I want you to know that if you pray in the name of Jesus, he listens to you. The name of Jesus is not like the name of a country. It's not like the name of any other person. When you use the name of Jesus, those syllables, that name has power. In the name of Jesus, there is power. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is freedom in the name of Jesus. There is peace in the name of Jesus. There is hope in the name of Jesus. And I want you to know today that when you say yes to Jesus, on the other side of that yes is life. Can someone say amen? Amen. So what's the sermon today? Here's my sermon today. Mary knew what this would cost her because there is a high price in saying yes to Jesus. But on the other side of that yes, I'll tell you what happened. Jesus waited till he was about 30 years old, but he was with his mother when his first miracle happened. They were at a wedding, and when they were there, they ran out of wine. Mary went to Jesus. She said, son, they're out of wine. He's like, what's that to me? My time's not yet come. She turns to a servant and says, do whatever he says. Whatever he says, say yes. Because on the other side of that yes, when Jesus said, give me some water, he put it in some pitchers, and he turned water into wine. And it was a miracle. On the other side of your yes with God, there's always life. She saw the blind eyes open. She saw deaf people here. She, she heard of him walking on water. And then really, that's the, the essence of my sermon today is this. The next time God gives you a message, I want you to say yes. Because in the other side of your yes is life. Perhaps you're going to be in bed this week and three o'clock in the morning you get a, something wakes you up and you're like, what's going on? What if God is the one that woke you up at three and you're not just supposed to get on your phone, you're not just supposed to roll around? What if you're supposed to say a quick prayer for someone in your life? Just say yes. What if today, maybe you're, you're leaving service, we already gave a lot of people money in this, even this place today, but what if you got a, some money in your wallet today, or maybe this week, or maybe you're at the mall, or maybe you're at a grocery store, and you've got this thought in your mind, like, oh man, you're supposed to give all the money in your purse to some woman that's in line, or some man that's buying some groceries with his kids. The next time God sends you a message, say yes. Maybe you're going to be in a situation where someone's bullying someone else. Kids, when you go back to school after the break, you might see some other kids that are bullying another kid, and, and something inside of you says, wait, we shouldn't let someone just sit there and bully another kid. And you're like, well, I shouldn't say anything. But instead, you're like, what? I'm not going to sit by and watch someone get bullied. I'm going to tell them to stop because that's God doing that. The next time God speaks to you, guess what I want you to say? Yes. How do you say that in Spanish? Si. How do you say that in French? Si. How do you say that in Creole? Si. How do you say it in all the other languages? The next time God speaks, maybe even just in 2022 as you're getting ready, hey, moms and dads, maybe you just know I'm, I'm supposed to bring my kids to church more next year. Just say yes. Maybe you're supposed to start a microchurch or join a mic. Someone's invited you. Why don't you come to my microchurch? And you've been like, ah, I don't know. But, but the next time God sends you a message, what if you said yes? Byron talked several weeks ago about God working on his heart about doing the Greenhouse School of Ministry, and, and he finally just said Yes. Let me get a little more specific. The main way God's going to speak messages to you is in this book. 
I remember when I started reading this book, I, you know, I got raised by a single mom. Our, our dad left when I was little, and, and I loved my dad, but, I, but there, was, there was anger and there was bitterness in my heart. And, and I remember reading about when Jesus said, you've got to forgive people. And I don't know that I, I wasn't actively hating him or not liking him or not loving him, but I don't know that I had really forgiven him. And yet Jesus said, you've got to forgive. And it's really weird when it comes to forgiveness. Sometimes it feels better to not forgive because at least it's something. It kind of energizes you. But I remember I was in college and at UF, and one day in my dorm reading Jesus' words, and I said, Jesus, it's going to be hard to forgive. But he said, forgive. And what I can promise you is this. On the other side of every yes to God is life. And when I forgave my dad, there was a peace. And there was a life that I didn't have until I did. And I'm just asking you, the next time God sends you a message, just say yes. Just say yes. Let, let, let me just kind of close out with a story that illustrates this. I, I love missions, and there was a, a guy that I know of that was going over to meet some mission, visit some missionaries um, in Eastern Europe. And he went over there, but he called some people that, were, that knew about it before he went. He said, what should I do? They said, we well, want to bring some food because they confiscate stuff at the borders. A lot of the places that you're going to go, they don't have running water. They don't have electricity. So you're going to want to bring some stuff with you. And he's like, well, what? He's like, well you just might go days without food or whatever. So you probably want to bring some of that stuff. So he just went and said, okay, I'll do that. So he went to the grocery store, and then he just prayed before he went down the aisles, he said, God, what, what would you like me to bring? Just, just guide me. And as he started going, he said the first thing he noticed was a big king-sized pack of Reese's peanut butter cups. That sounds like God, doesn't it? That just sounds like the Lord, right? He said, I kept walking a little bit further, and as I did, I, I saw this display of tapioca pudding. I'm not sure if you guys know what that is, but he said, I took this. This must be a sign from God because I don't think anyone in the world can eat tapioca pudding. But he went ahead and grabbed some tapioca pudding. He kept going. He, he grabbed some citrus fruit. He got some, some gum. He got some candy. Um, he just got a variety of different things that he put in there, loaded up. He went over there. When he got to Eastern Europe, he was actually in Romania. It was the fourth day of his trip. He was visiting some missionaries that had been there for 14 months. It had been six months since they'd spoken to anyone that spoke English. They had two teenage daughters. If you're a teenager in here, wave at me if you're a teenager. They had two teenage daughters that were not enjoying their time exactly. It was a very difficult time. So he went in there, and he just, they were already just having a good time just to speak English. But he decided it was like he was having this little thought in his mind. He had a little message come into his mind, which was, hey, why don't you take your bag full of your goodies, and why don't you do an early Christmas for the people that are in this place. So he looks at the girls and he says to them, it's, you know, it was October, he said, let's do a little Christmas. He asked the teenage girls, if you could have anything from the United States, what would it be? Now kids, what does every kid want? That's what they said. They said, we want candy. Then the mom interjected and say, it said, the girl's favorite candy is Reese's peanut butter cups. But you can't get them here. To which he freaks out. He reaches into his bag, and he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And he pulls out king-sized packs of Reese's peanut butter cups, to which the girls run over to the table. They take the things, and they begin jumping up and down with joy. I mean, it's like one of those moments of like, can you believe this is happening? So then he, he kind of has this thought of like, his bag is full of stuff. Like, he look, looks at the woman. He's like, man, do I ask her? Do I, do I just let her pick something? He's like, we've already had a miracle. I don't want to push it, you know? And but then he finds himself speaking it out. He says, and, and what about you, woman of God? Is there something that would be special to you? Now, he knew he was taking a risk. What if she said something like, like a side of beef? I'd really enjoy a side of beef, you know? 
She said, you know what I most miss about my country is I miss fruit, especially citrus fruit. And he reaches in and he pulls out a big massive pack of fruit cocktail and he throws it on the table and tears begin to come to her eyes. Now friends, what I'm trying to tell you is this. When you say yes to God, there's a chance that your bag's going to run out of stuff and that you're not going to have food when you thought you did. And when you say yes to that nudge that God gives you, there's a chance that you may have less money or you may have less options or you may have less, there, there's a ch- and that's what you hear in your mind. But what I'm telling you is on the other side of your yes, there's an adventure and there's life and there's hope. And so back to, this, back to Romania. They, they start to weep and they're, and they're crying as the mom's got her fruit cocktail and the, and the kids have this. And then he looks at the man, this, this man of God that has felt somewhat forgotten by the organization that he's with and they haven't talked to hardly anybody. They, they feel sort of forgotten in Eastern Europe. And I mean, uh, and he looks at him, he says, and, and sir, what about you? Now, again, he thought about just get, telling him, hey, would you choose from one of these? And he said, you know what, what the heck? Let's give this a try. Is there anything that would be special for you? He said, you know, the, the most special thing to me is something no one in the world likes. Tapioca pudding. He said he just about injured himself reaching into this thing, pulling out the monster pack of tapioca pudding, gave it to the man, and the man comes over, takes it, looks at it, looks at this man of God, and they all begin to weep. And they all begin to praise God at the realization that a week earlier, 5,000 miles away, walking down an aisle, the God of the universe saw them, remembered them, and prepared for them something that could only be measured by the fingerprints of God himself. I, I, I don't know what you're holding on to in your bag or in your life, or whether it's forgiveness or whether it's money or whether it's time or whether it's whatever. What I'm telling you is this. If you'd ever get to that place where you say yes to God, on the other side of your yes, there's life and there's joy and there's peace and there's hope and there's destiny and there's purpose and there's adventure. There's something about a dad or a mom that decides, as for me and my house, we're gonna serve the Lord. And maybe you feel like, Mike, I'm, you don't even understand. Like, I know nothing about the things of God. Great, what if in 2022 you just say, I'll just take the next step? Just the next step. What if you just take that, that next step? Whatever that step. What if this holiday season right now, as God works on your heart, you just said, yes. Or in Spanish? Or in Creole? If we said yes. I, I end it like this. I remember kneeling down at a restaurant, and I said to Ruth Rivera, Te quieres casarte conmigo? And I asked her to marry me. I was really hoping for a quick... Yes. But there was a very long pregnant pause. And as I sat there, I, I said, is there an answer? And she, of course, eventually said yes. That's been a lot of my life story in marriage has been waiting, right? But then we got married, and I remember when I said I do, and the pastor said, do you, do you take her? And I said yes, and he says, do you take him? And I was waiting for that answer. And she said, I do. And on the other side of that yes, there's been life. And it's not always been easy, and it's not always been perfect, and it's not always been without uncertainty. But on the other side of that yes has been life. Mary so loved God that she said yes to God when he asked for her body in her life. And the rest of us have known 
what it means to be loved by God as a result. For God so loved the world that he gave, not just his body, he gave his own son. That whoever believes in him doesn't perish but have everlasting life. The way God is, he is a gentleman. God does not force himself on anyone that does not say yes. Which is why much of humanity has never said no, but they have not yet said yes. And maybe you're watching right now online, or maybe you're here in person, and you have not yet said yes to God. And today I want you to say yes. The scripture says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that's a way of saying yes. See, maybe you believe that everything I'm saying is true, but you haven't yet said, I do. And God has already come and said, I do. God has already come and Jesus has died for us on the cross. And Jesus rose from the dead. But maybe you need to say, I do. So what I want you to do right now is I'd like you to bow your head. And I would just like to ask this simple question. If you're in this place and it's time for you to say yes to God and you've not yet said yes, what am I saying yes to? What you're saying yes to is you're bringing the the bag of all the goodies of your life. You're bringing the realities of your life and saying, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to let you be in charge. I'm going to let you be the king. And up until now, maybe you've been noncommittal, but today you'd be willing to say, I'll take the next step. And the next step is yes to Jesus as Lord.